as business owners, we always want this moonshot thing. We want to put forth a massive amount of effort, create some piece of tech or some system, and then have it be solved forever. And job costing is not solved forever. It is Mm -mm. Drip and drab, a little drip every day that you must be consistent with. And it's, it's one of those super unsatisfying realizations in life, which is, you know, it's like diet and exercise. It's like, you're way better off doing a tiny little bit every day for the rest of your life than you are going mm-hmm. on a bender for one month a year before that big <laughs> vacation. And that's same with job costing. So <laughs> you're listening to estimate rocket radio the hassle-free online software for service contractors that keep your business running from lead to pay. We want your business to grow, so we make it easy to get your job done. Hey everyone, my name is Kathleen. I'm a co-owner here at Estimate Rocket, and I'm joined by my dynamic co-host, Chris Shank. He is the leader of education and engagement here at Estimate Rocket. Hey, Chris, how are you? I am super good and super ready for a cool conversation today. Me too. We're really excited today to have it in our Estimate Rocket studios, Nick Slavic. Nick is the president and owner of Nick Slavic Painting and Restoration. Nick is celebrating his 14-year anniversary in his company, so congratulations. Nick is also the host of Ask a Painter Live, which happens weekly on Facebook, so you guys need to check that out as well. Nick is someone who is very special to the Estimate Rocket community. He is truly admired amongst his peers and just a great, great human being. On this episode, we're talking with Nick about profit planning. We talk about what he's doing for 2022 on into 2023 and beyond. Nick talks about specific things that his company is trying to do to engage his leadership, to increase communication, to bring everybody on board, to make sure that all these buckets that we use to increase our profit margin are continually being tweaked just the right amount to increase the bottom line. Don't forget, we have the vision conference going on. Tom Drost is leading us through now the second part of vision conference, which is profit planning. Spreadsheets are available. It's free. You could literally punch in your numbers, turn some small dials, and see that bottom line change very literally. Register at estimaterocket.com forward slash vision conference. Well, Nick, welcome to Estimate Rocket Radio. It is wonderful to have you in our podcast studios today. Oh, thanks for the opportunity. And you guys know I love talking to you guys. <laughs> We love talking to you too and hearing all the cool things that you're doing and you're always up to something new. I heard that you recently added on to your war room or opened up a second one, something like that. Yeah. So one war room just wasn't enough, I guess, but no. um, (laughs) So we've been on basically a five-year massive action professionalization thing. And uh, I feel like we've crossed this threshold from scrappy upstart entrepreneurial bootstrap thing into like a real business because we actually have an office with computers where people go to work in now. So I don't, I, I kind of, I, I, I'm always like super proud of it, right? Like it's a big accomplishment, but also it's like, oh, we're becoming like a regular business now. And I don't want to lose that special spark of like scrappy, you know? Right. Mm. You actually are doing a lot of training for other companies too, right? I mean, you travel and you talk and you're doing broadcasts and ask a painter and stuff like that. But I think you're using that war room, not just for your own company, but for others, correct? 
Absolutely. So interestingly enough, as, as you guys know, I'm an open book and I'm basically, if I have three minutes, I will use that three minutes to help another human being. And yesterday afternoon, uh, a fellow Minnesota painter got on our Minnesota painter Facebook page and said, I need some more sprayer training. And I said, boy, we have an apprenticeship class in our training facility right now. You're more than welcome. Anytime he showed up and got three hours of the most high level uh, wow. sprayer training uh, that he can possibly get. And we welcomed him in, gave him the tour and he brought some perspective with him too. And it's a win-win for everybody. Great example. That's, that's really cool. I, I hear all the time people who are following you and uh, that's also why we want to stay connected with people who are movers and shakers in the industry mm-hmm. because we want to continue to grow and we want to grow with people who are growing like-minded people. They find common war rooms together <laughs> to, <laughs> to kind of help plan forward and stuff. And we are in uh, the middle of our vision conference and we thought, let's talk to Nick and let's pick his brain a little bit. We picked your brain before about sales process, sales planning, and had some really good stuff there. And so we thought, okay, well, let's pick his brain on profit planning now. And we're going to do Ask a Painter with you December 11th in the morning, 8 a.m. Central, right? Oh, I can't wait. That I, I've been staring at that date on the calendar because I know <laughs> um, every time we get together and do something like this, like you guys are really good conversators, uh, discussioners, and uh, so much good comes out of that stuff. And I really appreciate how you guys do this. Well, we're sending in our Goliath, maybe our David, <laughs> I don't know, whatever. <laughs> but we're sending in Tom Drost, and he's going to be picking your brain again. And I loved hearing you guys go back and forth. I was literally just loving being a fly on the wall. And I was in the comments. I almost felt self-conscious because I think me and him both slipped into business owner mode. And we just started talking like we were two guys <laughs> out to lunch. Oh, so- yeah. <laughs> that's the best which way which is though. fantastic though and yeah. that's really what people want to hear right yeah, agreed yeah so can we ask you just to kind of kick this off what does the end of the year profit planning for your company look like as you plan into 2022 and even maybe beyond um, we've talked about sales planning you know to get more business and get more money but how do you plan to keep more money and increase that profit margin. Yeah. Well, as you know, Chris, I'm fairly as uh, intentional or as intentional as I can be about things. And starting yesterday, um, I actually cleared out the entire month of December, which I do every year. And if you look at my Google calendar, it says ideation every day. And Mm -hmm. part of my ideation process is consuming data from this last year, making a plan for next year. Um, so that on January 1st, we're actually moving towards those goals already. So I really take a lot of time to make sure that, you know, sitting down and doing a spreadsheet and putting some numbers in there, a plan is one thing, but taking time to have second, third, fourth, and fifth level thoughts about that is so important because you start mm-hmm. sussing out the possible problems uh, and threats to that goal. And during this process, Nick, do you even tweak the numbers to see like, what if this and what if that? Yeah, actually. So I've, I've done two forms of this tweaking and this year is going to be the most sophisticated form of that as possible. Now in years past, I didn't have enough time to actually make a budget you know, cause I didn't have enough data to go on. We we're wildly sort of, uh, out of whack in a lot of places we weren't consistent. So if you made a budget, you're like, well, that's not going to be useful. Cause we know 30% of it's going to change. So in the past, mm-hmm. all I've done is gone over job costing data, which is what are the individual results for every job? And I focus at the micro level, how to make those better, because you know, if every job goes well, you have a better chance of doing everything well, but this year mm-hmm. now I do have a, a fairly sufficient, not fully sophisticated, a fairly sophisticated system of a budget. We have enough years of data where I can sit there, just like you said, Kathy, and we can say, listen, last year we spent five and a half percent in marketing. My goal this year is three and a half percent. 
that is 2% of possible net profit. And if you're doing a two, three, $4 million business, that is hundreds of thousands of dollars that mm-hmm. you can possibly be tweaking. It's not a rounding error. It's a thing. So yes, Kathy, that is one of the most fun things that I do right now. <laughs> so Nick, throughout the year, how do you collect your numbers to prepare for the profit planning? Yeah. So um, obviously we have some simple mechanical systems where people have to enter numbers into things, but I found that having the system in place isn't enough. You have to incentivize and hold people accountable to get those. So I actually make part of my painter's compensation plan and part of my production team's compensation plan that they have to track very closely all material and all labor used Mm -hmm. for every job. That way we have these numbers and, Mm -hmm. uh, and we can rely on them so we can make good decisions, not just on feelings. Mm -hmm. So you actually do incentivize them tracking, keeping records. Well, (laughs) that's easy to lose that stuff. If you don't motivate people to like every little bit, it is. So a really, God, the numbers are so interesting. And I know you guys geek out on a little bit of this stuff too, but okay. I start off with problems and I had a problem last year where my job costing and my payroll sometimes had a 30% different in the amount of hours wow. in there. And if we're paying people bonuses based on that, mm. you know, when you're when you're saying a job has to hit 45% gross profit and you have a 30% plus or minus swing, that bonus is not going to be predictable, which you automatically think, well, they're going to get much more bonus. That's not exactly true. You might be shorting your team the bonus. So basically what I did was I, I tried to fix this myself with one of the most elaborate Rube Goldberg spreadsheets that I've ever made. And you know what? It wasn't part of part of making this system work is simplicity. And it was not simple. So in the end, what I did, I incentivized one human every day to check payroll versus our job costing and make sure those there's less than 5% different in hours every day. And that solved the entire problem by, by incentivizing a human. Oh my gosh. I love that. That is so cool. And you see how important it is too. And you've been in business for several years and now you're Mm -hmm. a leader in the business community and you see job costing is hard to, hard to keep track of. It's hard to balance with payroll and all that. Like that's so important for people to see. And I, I love how transparent you are about it because I think a lot of people have that problem and they just don't talk about it because it's embarrassing. Like mm-hmm. what really, I don't know how many, how much my job costs, you know, each job or like total in the year that there's this huge disparity, but I love that you're, you're talking about it. You're talking about solutions to it because it's a problem everybody has. We are, we've created some things in estimate rocket to help people. I mean, we've had tracking for job costing now for a while and not everybody uses it. And we're always really surprised about that, but we know it's hard, but now we have new things coming out. That's going to help put those numbers to use. That's what our vision conference is about too, saying all these numbers are available. However, you're getting it. If it's from our technology, somebody else's, whatever you're personally and manually tracking, but you know, what do you do with it? How do you make those numbers count? And I think that's when you, when you make it important to everybody, mm-hmm. then you, you see where it actually matters. And, and then, and then people do something about it. Um, but motivating, I'm, I'm sure is pretty hard because that's a lot of work. It's a lot of well, work. And, and, you know, as, as business owners, we always want this moonshot thing. We want to put forth a massive amount of effort, create some piece of tech or some system, and then have it be solved forever. And job costing is not solved forever. It is driven drab, a little drip every day that you must be consistent with. And it's, it's one of those super unsatisfying realizations in life, which is, you know, it's like diet and exercise. It's like, you're way better off doing a tiny little bit every day for the rest of your life. than you are going Mm -hmm. on a bender for one month a year before that big (laughs) vacation. And that's same with job costing. So (laughs) that's true. What specific strategies is this 
profit planning impacting for your business? Or is there a couple places you're saying, well, we're going to tweak this. I mean, you're talking about the um, job costing. That's that's a way to kind of increase your profit. Anything else like that for the next year or coming years? Um, so yeah, it, it's really interesting. Um, if I'm being honest, the last five years of basically growing this business aggressively, we've basically just said, you know, bottom line, no matter what, we must cross the threshold of having enough income to basically break even and pay for everything. So we don't go in debt, but now we're actually have enough data where we can start planning a little bit, which is interesting because again, mm. you know, the difference between like an industry standard net profit of 15% on a larger business and 20% is arguably world-class. If you say you have a 15% net profit in your business, people are like, Oh, good for you. You run a good business. If you say you have 20% true net profit, eyebrows get raised. So now Mm -hmm. you start thinking that difference is only 5%. If you order a little bit too much paint on every job, you will eliminate that. So now it's like another unsatisfying reality is like, I don't think I can do it by just marketing. It has to come from 10 different little buckets where you take a scoop out of each bucket. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's sort of where the, yeah, (laughs) that's sort of where the difficulty comes in. So during the year, how do you help the team and yourself course correct when you figure out that you're not hitting your numbers? Oh my God. So this is one of my favorite things ever. So (laughs) meetings are the devil, right? Like Mm. people are meeting to death and especially in, in years of zoom meetings and all this other stuff. uh, We have one meeting a week. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're very intentional, same time, same place, same agenda every week. It's not acceptable to ever miss it unless you're ill or your family's ill. And that's our time to hold accountable. And that's our weekly pulse where we get the job costing data from last time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we actually physically ask every single person, you have a list of three to five goals. Are you on track or off track? And if you're off track, the entire leadership team will sit there and discuss it and suggest ways to solve it for the next week. And then mm-hmm. one of the most productive things we do at this meeting is as, as issues come up during the meeting, we make a big list. And then at the end, I just pick issues uh, as, as in a priority thing. And we basically discuss them as a team. So we have a weekly way mm-hmm. to course correct. And truly like you guys, and like me as, as leaders and business owners, I believe one of our most important parts of our job description that nobody talks about is pattern detection. And, you know, painters will find some patterns in this putty doesn't work. Production team will find a pattern in these clients aren't getting back to us. But as a business, you need to figure out like there's some large scale patterns like, hey, 15% of our people are gone at any one time. How can we increase um, you know, people showing up to work, things like that. Mm-hmm. And those mm-hmm. meetings, getting that drip of data 52 times a year lets you pattern detect and course correct really, really quickly. That's fantastic. That, that is really cool. I saw a big change in you and your company, Nick, as you got connected with other contractors and basically rubbed shoulders with other leaders in the industry and beyond connecting with business owners beyond just the painting industry. And I saw your leadership team at your company grow and make big changes and almost redefine your company. Now you're helping other companies do it. It seems like leadership development and leadership connection is a really big thing with you. I mean, you're developing leaders. What do you tell teams about the importance of this when they're thinking about making changes in their company? And you see a lot of, especially small businesses, try to bootstrap it and they're taking the individual approach of like top down, I'm going to solve all these problems. If I just get the right knowledge in my owner's head, you know, if I could just make sure I know what I'm doing, 
but now kind of just shift that from an individualist perspective to building the right team around you, having the right leadership team and investing in your leaders, communicating to your leaders. It's a big question there, but how do you, how do you help companies come to that new understanding and start developing that kind of a team? Yeah. So I, every leadership team starts off with the knee jerk reaction of there's not enough me to go around and I need some people to help me. Right. 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 <laughs> then the big challenge is like, now what type of people and what do they do? And you know, the, the thing that to me, that's like the, the, the mystery of the universe. We have all these little orbs floating around in space. It's infinite. I don't even know where to start. I don't know where the end is. I don't know where I am. And when you start talking to other contractors, I'm like, hey, do you have a leadership team? And they'll show you the org chart. They'll show you the compensation plan and, and the job descriptions and the KPIs and the deliverables. And all of a sudden, it takes this whole weird infinite black universe and focuses it down into, okay, there's only probably about six different iterations of what you could possibly do in a, in a trades or a painting business for a leadership team. And some people run lean, some people run heavy, there's innovators, there's old school kind of things. And that focuses it down into infinite down to, okay, here's six options for you. And then the tricky part is, as you guys know, we win with people and you can have the greatest standard operating procedures, the greatest job descriptions, the greatest org chart. If you fill it full of wrong people, it's a disaster. So right. that, that is legitimately the trickiest part, like coming up with almost like that game theory thing of you want the incentives to be a little challenging, but enough reward in there to keep people engaged. You mm -hmm. want them to feel your mission. You want them to enjoy the work. And it's tough because everybody's got a different personality, um, a different personality there. So the one through line through it all, though, when I look back on building a leadership team is, you know, somebody's wrong if they, if they shirk away from accountability, if they take accountability personal, that's like the baseline. Oh, you're not, you're not fit for this, <laughs> you know? Yeah, so that's yeah. kind of, that's kind of like the low mark that allows people to start, you know, getting into our leadership team. And that's, that's kind of the advice I give for other people too. Like, listen, if you find somebody who likes accountability, that that's like, they're probably going to be okay at this. <laughs> yeah, wow. Exactly. That's and that awesome. really goes for any line of work. Yeah. Exactly. And you know, there's, there's, um, and, and it's really interesting. You guys are bring up the leadership team thing. We're starting uh, a crazy initiative, which is uh, in January, we're starting a leader mentorship program within my company where we're taking everybody who's been here over a year and also everybody who self-selects under that to go through a guided series of reading books together, added accountability and mentorship from me, just like I got from people in the industry, like you guys and other business owners. Wow. And we know that we win with people. And if we're not growing our own leaders, we, the next right. stage of professionalization, we are dead in the water if we don't start making leaders. Mm -hmm. I Nick, love it. Yeah. Do you guys incentivize your t existing team members to bring in new team members? So besides firm handshakes and much gratitude, no. Um, okay. it's, uh, it's, it's my dream to have all of our people self-replicate, but in the past, mm -hmm. honestly, it's not, it's not been a big area. It, maybe twice in the last 10 years, have we gotten employee word of mouth that we really didn't have to interview that was already vouched for that is still working here. So it's not been a big thing. I wish it would be a little more effective. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. Um, so I know you have ask a painter coming up soon. Uh, tell us a little bit of what that's going to be like and how our estimate rocket community can find you and, and listen to your ask a painter. 
Yeah. So number one, thank you guys for being big supporters like this. We have uh, shared core values. We both want the same thing. Leaders look outside of themselves to help others. And you guys are that. And I appreciate that. So um, mm. the Ask a Painter live show um, is a weekly live Facebook show. You can find it on Facebook. Uh, and from there, it goes into podcast form uh, through the PCA's website. It goes to YouTube. It goes to Instagram and everything else. So if you if you search Ask a Painter, you will very shortly stumble <laughs> over it. And uh, it's, a, it's a super cool interactive thing where uh, I just go live on a Saturday morning and I mean, have a cup of coffee, sit on the couch and you can live interact with me and any guest. And the next guest is going to be you guys on there and uh, Tom. And I'm really looking forward to that because again, we had two business owners out to lunch conversation, which I think is one of the coolest things. And uh, uh, we were, uh, you've kind of challenged me with the topic of uh, further profit planning for 2021. And, and of mm -hmm. course we get into all the little things that add up to that because profit planning is not deciding whether you want 15 or 20% net profit <laughs> right. basically touches everything from the, the stationery you use in your business, your office, your people and everything else. So it's a really fun, wide ranging conversation. Mm -hmm. Well, and I don't know if you know this about Tom, but his background is in spreadsheet building. And he got to the point where he was designing such intricate spreadsheets that that led him into designing software. So no, it, it, that's his background and he eats and sleeps and just loves working off of spreadsheets. And, and Chris can attest to this because Chris is on our leadership team is that Tom is, is the master of spreadsheets and he, you can sit with him at any point in time and look at the history, financial history of our company on the spreadsheets. And then he does all kind of predictable what ifs wow. on his spreadsheets for the future. So it's, it is amazing when you yeah. talk to him as well. I, I absolutely love that. And, uh, yeah, I, I've, I, I am in complete awe of people who can take, you know, Excel or G sheets, make these algorithms and hit a button. And sometimes they take five or 10 minutes to run. They're so complex and yeah, super awe of it because I may, Add it, minus it, multiply it, divide it, guy. If it goes past that, well, I guess we're not going to be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, you know, the, Chris, we yeah. we should have um, we should have Nick as a guest on one of the vision conference because could you yeah. see the estimate rocket community? It would be like drinking water from a fire hose, listening to Nick and Tom go back and forth yeah. <laughs> on their on their um, you know ideas with the spreadsheets. Yeah, yeah, that's a dirty stuff. The only problem is we wouldn't get anything done. <laughs> uh, it, I, I am excited to hear you guys talk back and forth. And Nick, you mentioned before, like the 10 buckets of uh, job costing and becoming profitable. I No, I think it was the 10 buckets of becoming profitable you were talking about and how each little thing can make a big difference as you tweak these little categories. And that's part of what he did in the spreadsheets is, you know, mm -hmm. he created all these categories and, and created calculations and algorithms to where if you adjust this little thing, you see what that impacts on your bottom line and then all these. So that's the fun we're having. Um, you guys are going to geek out and I'm going to have a lot of fun watching. Um, so definitely want to drive everybody to that thing. And um, until then, Nick, thank you so much again for appearing on our podcast, and we're hoping to continue the conversation with you in the future. We adore you. Uh, likewise, this opportunity means a lot to me, so thank you, guys. This is Estimate Rocket Radio. Join our team at EstimateRocket.com.
love it. He is just a love. I, I, he's a really great person. The painting community is lucky to have him participating the way he does at the level he does to um, elevate the whole community together. Yeah, he's a great he's, human being. 